This Known Leader podcast is presented to you by your friends at LifeWay Student Ministry. We want to help you lead students to know God, own their faith, and make their faith known. You can find other incredible student ministry resources as well as future camp information at www.lifeway.com forward slash students. Welcome to another episode of our Known Leader Podcast. I'm your host, Rick Prawl. I've been joined all month by Brian Daniel, who's still in the studio with me. Brian, how's it going? Today is a good day. Well, Brian, we're uh, working through this whole beginnings unit. Uh, we've talked about the first uh, eight chapters of Genesis up to this point. We're going to yeah. talk about Genesis chapter 9 today with the question of, you know, what's the big deal with covenants in the Bible? And leaders, just want to point out, too, that if you want to move into the midweek session, uh, we get into the Tower of Babel in the midweek session, so that would be a good end to this whole unit. Uh, but let's focus uh, today, Brian, on this. What's the big deal about covenants in the Bible uh, in Genesis chapter 9, verses 1 through 17? And throughout Scripture, you know, we see examples of covenants, and we've listed six others there in the student material. That's not an exhaustive list, but we see from the very beginning um, that God was was in the process of you know building covenants. And this story in Genesis chapter nine, the story of coming out of the ark and the rainbow and and everything that new beginning is a great example and a great picture of a covenant um, in Scripture. So Mm -hmm. let's jump into this. Genesis chapter 9, verses 1 through 7, um, helping students understand that covenants offer a new beginning. What do you see here in this particular covenant, but just in covenants in general that that get to that life principle? I think, uh, I know when we were in seminary, or I was in seminary, one of the things we talked a lot about in this in this regard, was there different types of covenants? That may be that may be really good to point out, right? Because what that does is, and I think uh, what students need to understand about covenants is the incredible depth of a covenant, That's right? Com- especially compared to a contract. And so, looking at the different types, I think gets us to that, uh, or at least does something, because then it becomes more than a word; it becomes this this act. But there's there's the depth of covenant, but the heart level of a covenant is what separates this from a contract. In the same way that regardless about how I feel about my mother and father, they will always be my mother and father, and there's not a thing that I can do about it. That's the same way a covenant relationship is. Right. Well, as we look at this one, this whole idea that that this covenant offered a new beginning, um, why is that important here at this phase of the biblical narrative? We're in Genesis chapter 9. God's just destroyed the entire world. Yeah. Why is this important? Well, you've got one era that has been uh, earmarked to end. It's over. And you have a new covenant era that has begun. And it hearkens, or at least it has notes of, uh, the passage in 1 Corinthians, the old is gone hmm. and the new has come. And so this also, I think, points us to the blood covenant that, we're, that we'll get in the New Testament. That's exactly right. And, you know, this... Again, picking up from last week, you know, God was serious about what He said. He mm-hmm. destroyed the entire world. Now, knowing His family come out of the ark, and God says, "Okay, we're going to start. We're going to start completely over, brand new." And here's my covenant with you, um, and begins this process, which gets us into the second life principle. It's a good segue into there, Genesis chapter nine, verses eight through eleven. That that God is the initiator of covenants. You know, Noah didn't walk off the ark and say, "Okay, God." Man, you just destroyed the earth. Let me let me strike a deal with you, and let's start something new. God's the initiator. Why is that important? Um, in the same way that the 
uh, passage in Hosea is important. God says, I stooped and lifted the yoke from your neck and fed you. Mm. It's God taking action with uh, those that, with his chosen people. And the Hebrew word that that you'll see here is hesed, and that's the word that means long-suffering or faithfulness. And that is, he is establishing himself as a faithful, loving God with Noah. Well, and if you if you couple that with what we talked about in the last session, that God means what He says, mm. God means what He says when He talked about destruction. Right. That truth that God is holy and faithful is also true when God says, "I'm going to start something brand new," and when God is the initiator of the covenant, He says, "I will do this." We can take God at His word, as you talked about last mm-hmm. week. As we look at that, and students are thinking, "So how does the how does the story of the rainbow relate to me?" What would you say? In the same way that. Uh how he treats sin and reacts to sin and makes us shudder, you can take that just as much the other way, that this is God saying, I am your God. And every time that we see the rainbow, that is God's expression to us of this covenant that he is our God and he will never leave us or forsake us. That's the promise there. That's right. And that gets into that third life principle that God keeps his covenant promises, not just a you know, scientists try to explain about the whole refraction of light and all this stuff and things that happen. And I have a degree in, in science, and so I can understand and appreciate that aspect. But I like what you just said, to look at that rainbow and say, man, that's a Genesis 9 covenant right there. I see that every time it rains and I see a rainbow. I need to remember that God keeps his covenant promises in verses 12 through 17 there. Uh, what else do you see in those verses? I, you know, when I look at, I'm just looking down at the at the leader book here, and it just says God keeps His covenant promises, and it's kind of strange to even see that printed because there is no other option. Right. You know, God says it, and it is. You know, regardless of what we say, either way, God, it's so lasting and enduring, and that it's really beyond our words and beyond anything that we can even understand. That's right. The depth of this covenant and His commitment to us, and it can be overwhelming if you really. Think about this and meditate on it. And I would encourage students to do that, just what that means. You've got a question here um, about how does it make you feel when someone breaks a promise? Have you ever broken a promise and when? That's not even something that is an option for God. That's right. I mean, it, and not only has he not taken it off, that he, it's not that he's just taken it off the table like what we would do. We would say, you know, I'm going to be honest God, that's not even that's not even an option because right. of who He is. And I think these covenantal relationships, if anything, they're a testimony to who God is and the tremendous depth there. I mean, I don't know, I don't know how we can articulate that. Really. Right. Well, and as we get into that, you know, we we look back. If we went back to like that very second session uh, that talked about, you know, how depraved society was and then we get into you know the third session where god says okay no i'm picking you out because everybody else is just it's terrible i just want to destroy the earth and we look at our own propensity to sin right now and our obsession with evil that we talked about mm-hmm. that it'd be very easy for god to say okay man they've blown it again let's just destroy them again let's go with another flood but we know that's not going to happen because god keeps his promises which as you mentioned in one of the previous podcasts, the the bigger picture of that is that not only does God keep his covenant promise in relationship to the rainbow, he's not ever going to flood the earth again. God keeps his covenant promise with us through Christ. You know, we get into the the Christology of all this is that the bigger deal is that God sent Christ, as you mentioned, that the removal of all is old, it's brand new, we have a new relationship. 
and we are secure in that, um, which gets into a session we're talking about even in this entire book uh, this quarter about doubt and assurance of salvation and leaders. That might be something that's coming up for you to take a look at, but that God keeps his covenant promises, all of them. Um, it's important for us to understand that. Right, and 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 how early he sets that into motion is also something that could be pointed out here. You may um, you may think about that in the interest of time in your group, but it's called the, the Proto-Evangelium or the Proto-Gospel in uh, Genesis 3 when God says uh, to that, that we will step, that the, that the enemy will bite our heel, but we will stamp out its head, that immediately after the fall, these, the, the events that will culminate in the coming of Jesus Christ are set into motion. That's right. And these covenant relationships along the way are really just um, leaders into that, that fuller blood relationship, that if you can go deeper than what we're looking at to, uh, this week in, uh, in Genesis 9, 12 through 17, that deeperness comes in the in the personhood of Jesus Christ. Well, we've got a great question in our wrap it up section for this session as well, and we'll end with this is that how do God's covenants demonstrate his love? You know, Brian, as you're leading, you know, if you're leading a group of students through this, how would you answer that question? How do God's covenants demonstrate his love for us? Um I think that they are without a prompt, that it's something that he initiates just out of who he is, uh, these covenants of love, because God can be anything but that. I mean, that's just, uh, again, it points to just, I think with students, I know I know when I was a student and, and coming through Sunday school and church, it wasn't until I got older that I had a, just the, the, mo, the more complete, and I'm still just like anybody growing, but just the understanding of who God is. And as a leader, I would encourage you to use this covenant in this discussion to, again, point back to just just who He is. And it's just so different from the people um, that are around most of the students that you're going to be dealing with. Exactly. Leaders, as we wrap up this session and this unit, our question this week, what's the big deal with covenants in the Bible? Three things, that covenants offer a new beginning, that God is the initiator of covenants, and that God keeps his covenant promises. And the point this week is that God demonstrates, or covenants demonstrate God's love for his creation. Thanks for joining us. Join us again next week. We'll pick up a brand new unit of study. Thanks for joining us.